Hello and welcome to the Belmont Journal, your source for the most local of news and community updates. I'm Mike Crowley, your host this week. A couple of quick notes. Ernie Dagnelli was a longtime Belmont resident and a virtual fixture around the Recreation Department. Sadly, he passed away December 1st. He'll be missed by many. Also, the Belmont Information Technology Advisory Committee is conducting a survey and wants your input. They're looking to see how town can better serve us using uh, technology and you can find their survey on their Facebook page. Welcome to This Week in the Belmontonian and welcome back Franklin Tucker, editor of the Belmontonian. How are you? Just fine, thank you. So what have we got this week? Well, there's a lot of things that have been going on in Belmont. Um, one is that uh, we've had the uh, third variation of the Community Path Group, okay. but this one is, looks more like a, a, a building committee. Okay. Uh, it's, 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 it's was, it was uh, created by the, uh, by the uh, Board of Selectmen, and, what they, and it really does look like a building committee where you have many people from the town, um, uh, town officials, such as DPW, public, health, uh, public safety, uh, the planning division, uh, the, the town administrators also on, and then uh, four uh, people who are uh, either familiar with the path or um, residents who have uh, building uh, experience. So these are people so, who are looking to do. So the, this latest committee is in essence the, the committee that's charged with getting this thing built. That's right. right? They're going to be the ones who are going to uh, put an RFP, a request for a proposal for an engineering study, uh, hire a project manager, and just get the, get the, uh, get the project going. Okay. And, uh, but the one thing that it's, it, it's really not a building committee, it's not going to decide the most important part of the uh, first um, uh, 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 pro for first part of the project, and that is which side of the tracks right, it right, is going right. from the, Belmont Center to, to Brighton Street. The north or south side of the tracks, and that's something that the that. So how is that going to be decided? Uh, Mark Pabello, who is the, who is a board who is on the board of selectmen, he said that in the first quarter of uh, of, of 2019, uh, the board of selectmen will decide that very okay. contentious um, um, uh, decision. All right. Well, they have a lot to chew on with that. Yep. Um, so. We're also, um, um, or the town, is interviewing um, candidates for a new assistant town manager. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and uh, the, the uh, one person, the one finalist who got, who was uh, brought before the rec department okay. uh, was um, uh, the rec commission, uh, committee, I should say. And that was uh, the uh, current uh, rec director in Arlington. His name is John Marshall. Uh, he was uh, he's been there for two years in Arlington, and for the uh, before that he was eleven years in Natick in the rec department. Okay. Now this uh, he is the only finalist who was brought in to talk to people uh, to talk okay. to committee. So it's 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 him if he wants the job. And so so for those who are wondering about this sort of rec specialty mixing with the assistant town manager, it's because his responsibilities will be focused at least in large part on the recreation division, isn't that right? That's right. Town, the town administrator, Patrice Garvin, first said it would be 90% of his job, then she pushed, she, she, <laughs> she pushed that back a little bit. Uh, yeah, but most of his job is going to be revamping and uh, really promoting the rec department because okay. there's been a lot of, there's a, there's a lack of communication because the rec department works a lot with the school committee and, and the town. So 
he's he's going to go out there and and really revamp it and and make it a much better um, uh, department. All right, that sounds great. So so we also have, or you have some news for us about defibrillators. That's right, defibrillators. Um, uh, there was a, tra a, a tragic incident in Belmont earlier this year, where a, a during the first. Uh, um, the first game of the adult uh, softball league. Uh, uh, unfortunately, a, a non-resident who was playing on one of the teams dropped dead uh, of, a, of a cardiac arrest. And that promoted the uh, rec department to really think about putting defibrillators in um, parks in, okay. that, in, 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 the, in the here uh, in town at, uh, four or at four or five of the uh, uh, playgrounds. Um, it would be, we would be, if this does occur and it's moving forward, we would be the first uh, municipality in Massachusetts to do this. So, how soon might we see this, or what decision making? It's is? still in the it's still in the planning process, but the funding is is they're looking for funding. Okay. They're getting funding, and it's going to go forward. All right. And so, Franklin, I think you also have some news for us about school enrollment. That's right. You know, uh, for the last uh, five or six years, the uh, the, um, the school department has uh, seen um, uh, uh, really a rocketing of uh, enrollment. Uh, and, and the average has been about 95 to 100 uh, kids right. per year. As, but as of October 1st, which, is, which they use as the uh, dateline for this, uh, this year we've only seen 37. Well, so we're missing some kids. Yeah. Maybe we didn't need that high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure we needed the high school. In fact, I know we needed the high school. Yeah. But, but, but this is curious. Um, and and we don't know whether whether it, this it is could signaling. Be just, it just could be an anomaly. It could just be something like that. When I asked the uh, school department wh why did it happen, they just threw up their arms and said, "I don't know." All right. Well, thanks so much, Franklin, and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you. The Chenery School Student Council is looking to help kids struggling with bullying by creating opportunities for unity and belonging. Students with the Belmont After School Enrichment Collaborative, an after school program at the Chenery, spoke with N Nadia Hancock, a student council member, about how and why these programs were started. They did, the kids also did the work to research, report, film, and edit this piece. Hello, this is Stephanie Leachy from Basic News, and today we're going to talk about anti bullying. We have a student council member named Nadia. She is in seventh grade. So, Nadia, how did student council come up with this idea? Student council came up with this idea by, um, from seeing all these people getting hurt. They didn't want people to feel left out and want get pushed around. So they made up a uh, day called Unity Day where people wear, wore orange. And um, they allowed people to show that they care for them and that they're not alone. And kids can also look at the posters to see when the upcoming Orange Days are, too. I'd like to add that the decorations on the lockers and the decorations outside of lockers and things like that, those orange butterflies, they're made to show that these people care about you. And like, since they're everywhere in the school, it shows that wherever they are, it's like somewhere, somewhere in the school. They don't have to worry about being bullied because there's going to be somewhere to, someone to stop it. What do you think the effect will be that this will help the school? 
Well, I believe the, that the um, effect will be that, well, people will start believing that there is people out there that will protect them and that each time they get pushed around, that someone's going to be there just to uh, help them, that the effect will be that people won't feel scared and that people will start opening up and being happy. How does it make you feel to be part of this? I feel that this makes me really happy because it allows me to show that if someone's getting hurt, I'll be there to stand up for them. Yes, thank you very much. This is Stephanie Leachy zooming out. Welcome to This Week in the Citizen Herald, Belmont's online print and news resource. And welcome back, Joanna Jubilus, Senior Multimedia Journalist with the Citizen Herald, also available at Wicked Local Belmont. Thank you, Mike. Happy to be here. And my first topic today is about the Wellington Elementary School. So this is Belmont's newest school. It is. It's, it's a seven-year-old building. It was our most recent MSBA-funded project before and, the high school. And it's in good shape, right? Well, it is in good shape, but the exterior uh, doesn't look as good as many people think it should. Okay. It, it, it's a, it's an, a wood exterior that's called ipe, which is a Brazilian walnut, and it's peeling. Okay, so is this something that can just be painted? Well, well, no. What happened is, according to Steve Dorrance, the facilities director for our town, they used a latex-based stain. And, and this is a wood that is really, it really fares better in saltwater climates. Okay. Ipe is really more for saltwater climates. Steve believes that uh, oil-based stain would have been a better choice, but what he's going to do is he's going to consult with an architect and see how they can make this better because the longer you wait, the more costly it's going to be to fix, All right. and they can't leave it the way it is. So he's going to look into that, and it could potentially be a capital budget item for a future town meeting. All right. So um, just just to be, to be clear, is this is this a, um, a, a critical... It's, not, it's not a structural issue. issue. It's more of an aesthetic I issue. I see. All right. Yeah. It's just aesthetic. Okay. So we may be hearing more about this in the future. Mm -hmm. um, Belmont Savings Bank. I know you've talked about this mm -hmm. before on the show. Yep. Well, I, I met with Bob Mahoney, the current president, and Hal Tovin, the current executive vice president, mm -hmm. to get more of an idea of how things are going to change once People's United takes and, over, which will be in April. And they are retiring, right? They are retiring as part of the deal. Mm -hmm. That's part of the deal. And a lot of other upper management will have to move on. However, all the customer-facing staff will still be there. The okay. branches will remain the same. The loan officers and the credit analysts will remain the same. The, it, the difference is they're going to have more improved services, better online banking, um, wealth management services, okay. which they currently don't have. So a lot of people worry about, you know, Belmont Savings Bank has been very involved in the community, a yes. sponsor of, of, mm -hmm. of the tree lighting, yes. the annual tree lighting, as well as um, a, a major town donor for, yep. for all kinds of and things. And several causes. So Bob told me that he invited 
a representative from People's United to come to the tree lighting, and he said seven of them came. Mm. Because he wanted them to see it, to believe it, seeing is believing, to, to see it firsthand, experience it firsthand, to know how important this event is to Belmont. And he said they were really amazed. They, they could clearly see this as an event that should continue for okay. Belmont. So that's good news. And the Belmont Savings Bank Foundation will remain independent, and its stock value has actually gone up since the news of the acquisition. There's about $5 million of funds in there still to give away. And as part of the deal, they okay, remain and, independent. And the Belmont Savings Bank Foundation has actually been the source of the charitable contributions it to, sure the, has. to yeah, various like, things in the like town. Like $200,000 to the Underwood Pool, for example, mm -hmm. and, and $85,000 over the years to the Foundation for Belmont Education right. and many countless other things. Okay, that, that continues, and that's, that's a good thing. Yes, it's good. So... Um, We've also had some problems in town recently with break-ins. Yes, there were three on Park Road one day, three. Um, the residents had MacBook laptops stolen. Another resident had $10,000 worth of gold coins stolen. Then there was another break-in on Lawndale, and there was foreign currency and jewelry stolen. And that same day in Watertown, there were break-ins on School Street. So we believe, um, the police believe these are related and are yeah. investigating and, and they happened at like four, four, between four and five in, in the afternoon. So they, they said residents should keep their lights on, lock their doors, use alarms, you know, but in some cases um, the doors were busted open, even if they were locked. Yeah, so, so we're seeing these happen. Um, it, it seems paradoxical that, that, that we're hap seeing these happen in major trafficked areas, That's true. Um, you know, it's during rush hour. There's mm -hmm. a lot of traffic on these yeah, streets. Good point. Um, so I don't know. But it is getting dark at that time. It yeah. is. It is, and someone's caught on. You know that this might be a good time to. All right. To do it. Well, so people should also be concerned about package theft this time of year. Absolutely. Yep. Packages. There's there's people going around looking for packages on people's doorsteps. So just if you're expecting a package, make sure you. Keep track of it. All right, Joanna. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you, Mike. Okay. The Belmont, the Belmont Public Library's children's room was affected by renovations over a period of three weeks uh, during the last month. Deborah Borsuk, the library's coordinator of children's services, explains why. Over the past year, so really since early in 2018, we've been discussing just some changes we can make to the children's room and so we closed briefly for just three weeks it was a pretty fast closure not even quite three weeks to get a new carpet and a new coat of paint because we were not closed permanently we just moved temporarily we were in um, temporary space in the assembly room which is typically used as a programming room and we moved not our entire collection but almost our entire collection down with us. We had them on high capacity carts and um, we were still open during that time. So we were still there. We couldn't provide everything, but we came as close as we could. Okay. It's, you mean just, just what the carpet looks like now versus what it looked like before? It's actually a little bit darker than it was, which will help just because it's with winter coming and wet boots and things like that, we wanted to look, you know, have a cleaner appearance, which will be nice um, too. But there is, it's really, 
This has much more blue, whereas our old one, it had been pretty faded. It was starting to look just a little bit unappealing and show wear and tear and things like that. And we thought that while we were getting the new carpet, that we might as well just get some color on our walls since it had been a pretty, a pretty lifeless color before, not a very family-friendly or child-friendly color. We've also gotten a new checkout desk, which we have been very excited about too. So we are happy and patrons have complimented us and told us that they really like it, which is what's most important to us. Now it's time for our community calendar with Jane Peters. Jane has updates for us on all the interesting things happening in Belmont this week. Hi everyone, I'm Jane and this is your community calendar for next week. Author Robert B. Charles will speak on his book, Eagles and Evergreens, A Rural Maine Childhood, on Monday at 11 a.m. as part of the library's Books and Bites program. Over four seasons, Charles describes Maine half a century ago, moose encounters, and learning from World War II vets. Refreshments will be provided, and books will be available for purchase and signing. Female cyclists can take a couple hours to meet other female riders and learn about bikes at Belmont Wheelworks Women's Night on Tuesday from 6.30 to 8.30. Enjoy wine and snacks in a social hour and mini clinics around the shop from 7.30 to 8.30. There will be clinics on winter riding, commuting by bike, bicycle trainers, and more. Craft Beer Cellar presents a battle of beer writers in an East Coast smackdown pitting breweries from Massachusetts against the tri-state area on Thursday at 6.00. This friendly competition features beer advocate columnist and author of Great American Craft Beer, Andy Crouch, and John Hall, senior editor of the Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine and author of Drink Beer, Think Beer. Crouch and Hall will lead the audience through a tasting of five rounds in different styles. After vying for their respective regions, the audience will vote after each round and crown the winner. Register for the Smackdown on Eventbrite. Frosty the Snowman needs your help. Help decorate the winter landscape, solve puzzles, and play games at RSM's Math, Blizzard, and Snowflake Workshop on Friday from 4 to 6. Visit RSM's Belmont location with family and friends for this free and open event. Someone has left candy canes all over Townfield. Bring your flashlight and hunt for them on Friday from 4 to 5.30. You may even find a special candy cane that can be exchanged for a prize. Enjoy hot cocoa at the Beach Street Center while you craft holiday ornaments and decorate bags for the hunt. And afterwards, parents can enjoy a night out kid-free from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Beach Street Center. Parents can drop their kids off with rec staff for a fun night of activities, including a craft project, fun and games, and a movie. Pizza, juice, and cookies will be provided. Pre-registration is required for both events. You can sign up on the Rec Department website. Come participate in performances of the Great Masterworks for Chorus and Orchestra in Powers Music School's Belmont Open Sing on Sunday at 7.30. All ages and experience are welcome to join in singing G.F. Handel's Messiah at the Payson Park Church. First-timers are welcome, vocal scores, and a choral warm-up are provided. Learn more about Belmont Open Sings on Power's website. And that's it for this week. If you'd like your event featured in Belmont Journal's community calendar, you can send your event info to jane at belmontmedia.org. Belmont celebrated Light Up the Town on November 29th, the annual tree lighting ceremony that launches Belmont's holiday season. Santa was there, as were Ann Mann and Mike Tim, in this segment edited by Julie DiStefano.
Hi guys, it's Ann Man again. We've got another tree lighting ceremony in Belmont 2018. We got Santa here again this we year. Did. On time, Wait. safely, Mrs. Claus too. I know. You guys did a terrific job. Doesn't Mrs. Claus look great? Yes. Wow, surprise. that you do this for us oh, every this single is year. This is just the best. So what are we doing here tonight, girls? Um, we're selling bracelets for uh, Project Bead. And yeah. what does Project Bead do? Um, so basically we sell the bracelets and then all the proceeds go to um, women in Ghana? Yeah, for education. Yeah. Isn't that great? Women in Ghana for education. Yay! I'm here with Bells and Whistles and they're handing out the bells tonight. Hi. You are looking for holiday stuff? Oh. Thank you. Every year, my real estate office collects money and food for the Belmont Food Pantry. Because guys, it's a wonderful time of year for families, but it's a tough time for some people who are struggling. And we want to make sure there's enough food on the table for our whole population. Santa yet? Uh-huh. Who are we going in to go see? I'm Santa. Avery, what are we doing tonight? Uh, lighting a Christmas tree. And? Who's uh, in the bank? Hold on, let me call you. Who's the guy in the red suit? Santa Claus. Yes! Yes, is this the first time you've been to turn on the town in Belmont? No, but first for him. First for him. We just want to say Merry Christmas to everybody in Belmont. Yay! And that uh, we really enjoy coming every year. Merry Christmas, ho, ho, ho. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. The Belmont High School Car Enthusiast Club recently organized a car show to benefit Toys for Tots. Joanna Jubilis was there. Hi, I'm Perry. Um, I'm a Perry Sullivan. I'm a senior at Belmont High School. I'm Nick Biacco. I'm also a senior at Belmont High School. So this event um, was organized by the Car Enthusiast Club, which is something um, we founded together. It's essentially for the past well for the past two years, we were only just making model cars in the club and we had maybe only like a couple members um, each year. So this year we decided to come up big since it's our um, final year at Belmont High School. So we decided to have one of the objectives of the club to um, uh, host a car show um, for Toys for Tots. We had probably 40 or 50 cars. 50. Wow. They were not all here at once, but um, we've had cars coming and going since 10 o'clock this morning. Um, and we, we had one of the Paganis here again, yes. and an Alfa Romeo 8C, those are the, kind of the two highlight cars, yeah. and then we, we've had a bunch of, bunch of people from Belmont, a bunch of people from the surrounding town. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Aaron Matos, I'm actually a Belmont resident, uh, so it's really good to see a car show in the area. 
Um, I'm actually here to support Toys for Tots, especially Perry and Nick for putting on such an awesome show. Uh, and this is a 2013 Nissan GTR. All right, my name is Jeff Sudman. I'm from Walpole, Massachusetts. Uh, this is my 997.2 GT3 RS 2011. Uh, it's the last manual GT3 RS ever made. Uh, I've had this car for three years. It's been my baby. It's uh, been my collector's car that I've been holding on to for quite some time. And I uh, plan to hold on to it for a long time after that. We end our show with a programming update for your Belmont Media Center channels. Be sure to watch.